is the gospel according to Matthew. And to you, O Lord. Now, after Jesus taught about how to respond to sin between members of the church, Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? Seven times? And Jesus said, not seven times, but I'm telling you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him roughly the equivalent of the national debt of a small country was brought to him. And since he obviously could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold, together with his wife and his children and all their possessions, and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before the Lord, saying, Have patience with me, and I will forgive you everything. I will repay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of the slave released him, forgave him of the debt But that slave turned around, and as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him $1,000. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay me what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will repay you. But he refused, and he went, and he threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. Now when his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were beside themselves, and they went and reported to the Lord what had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have also had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you. And in his anger, the Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or your sister from your heart. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I don't know about you, but this story, this parable, creates a lot of tension inside of me. The tension between the the person I am versus the person I am called to be. And there's yet another tension, I think, in these days, in addition to my crackly mic. Apologize. And that's the tension of having such a forgiving God and living in such an unforgiving time. You know, I think when Jesus says not seven times, but 77 times, what he's really saying is that 
It's not enough just to do forgiveness. The invitation is to be forgiveness. There's a a deeper change in ourselves that God wants to work. And the invitation is to let go and let God work that change within us. Remembering that a caterpillar or a butterfly is not just a caterpillar with wings. You hear what I'm saying? It's a big change. I think this unforgiving time is, has many aspects. You might rattle off a few in your own mind, but one obviously is the pandemic. Early in these pandemic days, there was this whole conversation, maybe you heard it or were a part of it in some way, that in these days we were going to learn to meditate more and clean out all of our closets and reconnect with all of our long-lost friends. And I still feel all of this pressure in these days to do more, to be more, to start new things, to flourish somehow. I think it's also true that at first we thought this was just a snowstorm. And then as the time stretched on and the deaths mounted, we realized, wait a minute, this is winter. And this ice is going to be with us for a while. Now as we're ticking off nine months, looking forward to this stretching out into 2021, maybe we realize that this is more like an ice age. So in that context, what does it mean to be forgiving? toward ourselves in this unforgiving time. I was just meeting online with pastors, Lutheran pastors in this area, and almost to a person we talked about how burnout and stressed out and just plain exhausted we were. I'm sure pastors aren't alone in feeling that way. What would it mean to allow ourselves to feel all of that and to forgive? What would be the forgiving thing to do with ourselves in that? I mean, maybe that slave that went from being forgiven to turning around to being unforgiven simply could not let themselves receive the gift that they just received. Receive the gift. There is nothing more that you need to do or be. Just receive it. I think that's the beginning point. It has to be if we are going to be more forgiving towards others. And what is that more forgiving way to be with others? It's got to start with the way we relate to ourselves. And can we let go and let God change us in the ways that we need to be changed in order to become more forgiving? 
what would it take to let go a little and then let go a lot and then let go completely. I think what we have to recognize about this passage is that it goes together with the passage from last week, which is about the honest and yet loving way of confronting sin and harm and misbehavior. These two weeks really go together. What Jesus is talking about is justice and mercy. It is not a forgiving thing to just let the harm continue to be perpetrated. That is not forgiveness. And yet, when we are in a moment, at least in terms of the unforgiving history of racial justice in this country, where we are waking up, perhaps, to how unforgiving it has really been. Jesus seems to equate not forgiving with torture. It is as if Jesus is saying it is harder not to forgive than it is to not be forgiven. Can we face up and fess up? The invitation is that that is easier than the alternative. This week, a few St. Paul people and I chatted over Facebook on the St. Paul Facebook page about forgiveness. And Bev talked about how becoming more forgiving has meant becoming more joyful. Her life has been full of joy. And I think it is true, Jesus is saying, a forgiving life is the best kind of life. And Glory also shared about how hard it can be. The deeper the wound, the harder it can be to forgive. And that is also true. The tension between the two, the joy, and also the invitation to be patient, I think. Patient with ourselves. Be as forgiving with ourselves as we are capable of being with others. I think part of what makes forgiving hard is how unwilling I am to suffer. That is what forgiving ultimately means, is to suffer, is to be okay with suffering without inflicting suffering on anyone else. And yet we have a, a Lord, a Savior, Jesus, who was willing to be tortured, who willingly died for our sake, and rose again to show us that there is new life, new life beyond the wounds that others have perpetrated on us, new life beyond what feels like the death of letting go of the things we hold against others. So much more. Wings await us. Thanks be to God. <laughs>